0: Welcome to the Everyday Church podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, uh, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. And we welcome you to today's show. I'm enjoying. All right. <laughs>
1: I should have flipped a coin. Welcome to episode 29 of the Everyday Church podcast. Baz, it's good to be back.
0: It is good to be back. We've had Easter. Uh, I had an injury. Um you, there's you all, a huge injury. <laughs> all sorts of things going on in our lives, but now we're back on track. We're back,
1: and it's good to be back. I love podcasting. It's fun. No,
0: I, 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 I agree. It's you, a, you enjoy it? I do.
1: And, and for you listening say we want to say welcome. Welcome along and we hope that um, as we discuss some things today that they will be a blessing to you as uh, you work in your church and and really trying to see uh, your town, your city, your church reach people. Uh, for the gospel, that's what our heart is. Everything we do here is for that goal. We want to see uh, people and we want to see leaders really using the gifts and skills God has for them to reach people with the good news.
0: And while other podcasts focus on guests and, mm. <laughs> and high-profile people to up their their approval rating or their yeah, yeah. their reach, we just two people who muse yeah, yeah. about faith and life and just, church. Keep, just keep it simple man just keep it simple it's just you yeah. me a thousand other people that are listening just Un- unbelieving yeah, yeah. kick them back and having a cuppa mm. and talking about faith and ministry and life
1: yeah and that's why we call it the everyday church because we're not part of anything like that is mega church we're not part of believing know- for it though man. oh Bel- yeah next we're- year Church is on the way. On the way. On the way, and we're talking in the in between. You know, we're not part of massive churches, um, but we are believing for big things, and we want to. We want to see the towns that we're in be completely transformed by the gospel. Yeah. Um. So that's what we're about, and as we uh take step in our steps in our ministry and in our leadership, really, this is just the space in which we get to yarn about it. Really,
0: we do, and and people can come on the journey with us. You can as we grow and. And God speaks into our lives and mm. our experiences. You can learn from it. You can interact with us. You can share and like. You can yeah. do all those kinds of things. Send us an email.
1: Nothing better than when a listener gives us a topic. Makes it even better just for us to kind of uh, put, you know, have a bit of a think about it. Can we speak into that? Always exciting to see what other people are looking for as well. So if you want to do that. Uh, you can flick us an email, all the details are there on our Facebook, our Instagram, or you can just message us through those pages, yep. do whatever works for you. But we would love for you to bring uh, your topics forward as well, things that you would like us to speak into, to see whether there's any, any shared wisdom that can be passed around. Anyway, we need to get into our episode today. What we're going to talk about today, I believe, is one of the biggest topics in the everyday church.
0: Uh, it is... Right at the top of the conversation that every church is happening that has really very little to do about Jesus and God. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah Look, well, in in yeah. I mean, everything in church has something to do with Jesus and God. You'd hope. But this topic gets talked about, and while it is a part of us engaging with God, the reality is, it has very little to do with God in yep. in the reasons why people are struggling with it.
1: You're right. You're right. What we're talking about today is worship wars.
0: Worship wars. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> That's about as much as I'm going to do. I you to keep lost, going. I've lost three hundred people right there.
1: You're right, but we still have a few that want to hear more of, of that again. Anyway, uh, worship wars, because the thing is, every church, and I, I believe every everyday church, when they're looking to change something, they're looking to improve something, worship would be at the very top of their list. They would. And from the get-go, starting point, because I, I want to kind of just debunk this thing straight away, because every church thinks, if I just change this, and the this is almost always worship, we will get more people. If we get an electric guitar, we get some haze going, yeah. we get some lights. Gotta we, love if, the haze. If we change the worship experience, and when I say worship experience, I mean the singing and, and the praise that goes on in our service, more people will come. And I believe there was a season where that might have been true. Yeah. There, there was a season where that was happening, but not anymore. I, I think that's come and gone, this whole... Uh, if, I go to the, if I go to the church with the bigger production, that's where I'm going to want to stay. I think that has been lost and people are looking for a place they can call their spiritual home.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we, we invest so much energy into the worship experience mm. and so much energy um, believing that that is the central focus and to a certain d- degree, no matter how, you know, whether you're in a big church or a small church, you should make it as good as you can make it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And uh, and when it gets embarrassing to be there, if you're embarrassed as the pastor, everyone's embarrassed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's a certain amount of energy that you have to put into it. And I'm not saying that we don't. But when you say, if we just put some lights in, mm. if we... Just change the so- the the song choice from old to new, from the red book to the blue book. You know, <laughs> things would just change. If we can move on from the brown <laughs> into um, uh, worshiping song or whatever oh, it is, yeah, then yeah. then everything will be okay. If we can get someone with a guitar up the front, mm. and even though they can't play it particularly well, it's a different kind of songs. Mm you believe that that's going to change it. I think that that era has gone. Yep. And and all, I think the churches, though, are still thinking in that way. They're still mm. thinking that if we can just improve the worship experience that more people will come. Mm. And, and I don't have an issue with people wanting to improve the worship experience, None. but I think I think it's the intent and the desire behind it that is the issue and that creates yeah. tension.
1: And and that that's the thing what I think you're talking about is that that's the bit where worship is about Jesus but this pursuit of let's change our worship to get more people that's where it, I think it, it kind of skews off from what worship is about, it skews off from what I think God is on about as well. I don't think that just changing style of worship will actually be the 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 critical factor that grows a church. And I don't believe that God needs a well put together worship team to grow His church. And that's really what the the presumption is, isn't it? Mm. Is that if I can put together a great worship team, then finally God can use us. Mm. Then God will bring the people because then you know it, this is a space that people. Want to be? That's some pretty bad theology. That I don't, I, don't, I don't see that kind of that. That God is waiting for that kind of thing. So God wants to build His church, and He doesn't need a well-established worship team to do it. And I don't believe there are people in our communities that are just saying, "Man, I would go to church if they would just sing some better songs." I actually think that what people are looking for when they come into church is a community that that will embrace them for who they are and will point them to jesus and you don't need hillsong style worship to do that
0: no and nor do you need just hymns to do that no yeah' right you know I, I had a I, I reacted to a podcast uh, not a podcast a, a Facebook post the other day where it was this uh, this person just bagging out contemporary music mm. saying how we've lost our way and we need to go back to the traditions and all that kind of stuff and i'm thinking no all you're doing is saying that that tradition is right and the other tradition is wrong and the fact if you can't worship in all traditions then you're worshiping the style you're not worshiping god yeah yeah now i like a certain style i have a preference and i think that everyone has a preference of music yeah that is around their 18 to 23 mark when you're 18 to 23 there's a certain style. style of music that you like and you stay with that style Now, if you genuinely want to be a multi-generational congregation, and that's my prayer for every congregation I'm a part of, Mm. I want every age group um, uh, there and represented. It doesn't mean I cater for every age group, but that's my desire for it. It means that some mature people are going to have to give way and go, Mm. I'm going to give away my preference so that other people can engage. But um, So I, th- I think I got really annoyed with this post <laughs> and maybe a little bit too annoyed because it missed the point and it was going to style of music and style of service over the, the reality of actually engaging and worshipping in worshiping God. And you yeah. can do it in any style yeah, if your heart is in the right place.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Heart is, is key here because the reality is Every good worship song is about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, a good yeah. One, yeah. I'm going to put it out. There. Every good worship song is about Jesus and, and, and about how amazing he is. And for me, that's my, that's my tick. If it has that, I'm in. Mm. If, it, if it loses that, I'm not going to sing the song. It's, that's as simple as that. Yeah. So that. And I think what we need is from, from, the, from the front, from the leader's perspective to hold that in, in their heart that it doesn't really matter what we sing as long as it is about Jesus. It doesn't matter whether we're using an organ or whether we're using a guitar or or what kind of stage we're on. If it's, if it's praising God, then that's hitting the mark. Mm. Within, and from there, that culture has to be shared to our congregation because what will need to happen, and every good leader will have to ask this, is not just with their worship, but with their whole Sunday experience. Are the things that we're doing... Are catering for the, the visitor are they catering for what we shared about in another episode a few yeah, weeks the, ago the empty the, chair, the empty chair. Yeah. that's the question that has to be asked and you can't ask that question successfully unless people have a really good um, really genuine approach to worship and what it is because the reality is to reach new people you may need to change your style and that can break a church if they're not prepared to forego their preference for uh, what actually matters is, is doing everything you can from shaking the hand of the person as they walk in to the fellowship at the end. Y- You've got to ask that question for everything, and worship is a big one.
0: And, and the reality is I've been reading a book uh, called Growing Young with my eldership team. I've mentioned it before. But one of the things that they actually say is is that a warm community mm does more for young people than the presentation. Yeah. And so if they're greeted warmly, if people want to invest in their life, you can sing a for him sandwich and the young people will come back. Yep. Okay. Right. But um, but if you sing a terrible for him sandwich mm. and you have a terrible word, then sooner or later it's gonna be a drag. Yeah. Okay? You can have terrible contemporary worship mm. and a terrible word and it will be a drag. But you can have excellent uh for him sandwich and excellent word and people and a warm community and people come and the same with contemporary. Yeah. And, and and so the reality is is not necessarily about what style you're using, it is are you doing the best you can with what God's given you mm. to help people engage with the living God and to hear and respond to the gospel. Yeah. That's massive, and, and that's where the war should be. Mm. It, the war should be about: Are we fluffing the gospel up into this little cuddly ball of saying God is love, and so all you need to do is come and get a really big hug from God? Mm. If that's all you get, Sunday in, Sunday out, that is a war that I want to I want to tackle. Yeah, uh, the style of music I've been there, I've done it. It, it is not worth the effort yeah because I because fundamentally if you believe that God is bigger and that the that the style of music needs to change God is the one who has to change it yeah not you mm. and and so you've got to uh, say well god if if you want uh, the style of music you could provide the musicians mm. you could provide uh, a large proportion of people who, who want to worship God this way. Maybe we need to start a, another service instead of trying to blend it together. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but it's about letting God do that change and not you trying to to change it, believing that it's going to be the silver bullet that's going to help your church yeah grow and go to the next level.
1: Yeah, we've got to ditch that myth. There's no silver bullet. No there, there, there's, there's nothing that you can do. There's no miraculous change that you can make without it being empowered by the Holy Spirit that can actually change a church. It's, it's like everything in life. We all believe that there's a silver bullet to lose weight. We believe there's a silver bullet to get rich. And we believe there's a silver bullet to grow church. It's not the case. There's nothing. And I believe that leaders, because we've, we've been all about focus over the past few episodes, I believe leaders have been, been skewed off focus because they've been worrying about things that aren't their job to worry about. Because we're worrying about our style of worship, but yet we're letting our welcome team fall to pieces. Mm. You know, We're worrying about if we just change our worship, but we have no great follow-up system to, to actually ensure sure that our visitors are being looked after. You know, we, we're, we're trying to change our worship style, but we have no discipleship program right. to grow our Christians. We've lost our focus on what actually matters. And when people walk into church, they're looking for a community a community that will love them, that will care for them and will point them to the things of God. Yeah, yeah. And if you can tick those boxes, you're right. It doesn't really matter what you sing. It doesn't It doesn't matter what style you're rocking. It doesn't matter what you do. I think you're right. You've got to
0: do it to the best of your ability. You've bro. got to do it to the best of your ability. I mean, it can't be camp. It can't be... You know, it, it's got to be to the quality that you can muster to the best of your ability. I'm, I'm not a perfectionist. I don't believe in this. You know, we've got to do the whole bells and whistles yeah. because you've got to sustain it week in and week out. But it's to your best of your ability yeah. that you can offer to God with the people that God has given you to worship the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. But is it but there's no if we just change this or we just change that, then things are going to miraculously change. Now I think you can change some things to say, well this is healthy Mm. For the congregation, but it 's not a silver bullet that 's no. just uh, trying to make sure that people are worshipping for the right reasons in yeah. the right way and and look, we even still think that the front door of a community is the service yeah and and I think that 's changing too. I think the front Massive. door is becoming the small group yeah and and, and it 's far easier to invite people into your home and into a small group than mm. it is to invite them into a building where they don 't know. Mm. Anyone and yeah. walk we'll
1: in, and and the reality is, in a small group, I don't know what kind of small groups you're running in your church, but a lot of small groups don't even have sung worship. No, you know, it, it it's a devotion, it's a meal, it's fellowship, and there's something about it that yet still captivates people and brings them to faith. So you can see that you know, even though we are called to worship God, and we can worship God through anything that we do, really.
0: You should be able to do it in in any way. Yeah, I mean. I mean, particularly if we're in a leadership position, mm. we should be able to worship God in in the in, in with w- really within any style. Now, mm. I struggle with some songs, mm. like uh, there. I've got a mental scar for landscape songs. So you start <laughs> s- singing about you know uh, about trees and birds and uh, all things bright and beautiful. You know that kind yeah, of song. It's just
1: not your jam, yeah. Uh,
0: Theologically, that just does my head in because I'm thinking: am I worshiping God or am I worshiping creation? Yeah. So that you know, so theology is still important in yeah, songs. Yeah, massive. And so going back to what you say early, yeah. if it if it focuses on how good God is and and how how much God loves us and, and wants to mm. move in our lives and do those things, then it shouldn't matter the style. You're right. Um, but if it's theologically poor, and I tell you what, I, I have sung some theologically poor hymns. Mm. So that's not, you know, this theologically poor contemporary music as well, quite a lot of it. But this yeah. but there's some old songs as well that I've just sung and go, really? Mm. No. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is not cool. Gotta get up after the song and rebuke it, you know? <laughs> well, I, I just go up and go, We're never singing in that hymn again, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's on the blacklist. <laughs> that's on a black yeah. And you do, man. You gotta have a blacklist song. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do. But um but that's a, that's about those improvements to make worship better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've you've gotta you've gotta refine your song choice. Mm. You But you can't try and be contemporary if you're a traditional church. It just looks bad. uh, Unless God provides the people to Mm, do it. Yeah. And and you can't be a traditional style if you're contemporary, (laughs) you know, because you're just not going to pull it off. Like, um, for instance, Easter, uh, Good Friday, I, I, I I asked the worship leader, I said, look, we got, we got a few oldies. We don't have a lot of oldies in my new church, but we have a few. I said, look, it, it's Good Friday. Let's throw in a, a hymn, mm. okay? Just something, a, a really good, robust one. And, and yeah. it was, I surveyed the wondrous cross. It was a beautiful hymn mm. for Good Friday. But the congregation doesn't know how to sing hymns, <laughs> <laughs> and so they didn't know how to lead into the verse, and yep. they struggled through the whole hymn. Oh wow! And so I'm I'm just I'm gonna go. No. Hymns are done. Yeah, no, because yeah. we can't do hymns well. <laughs> just a contemporary
1: Amazing Grace, man. That's temp- You know,
0: let, <laughs> let's let's find uh, abide in me in the contemporary style, yep. and let's lock it in. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, you know, if you're, if you're not used to singing traditional songs because they're musically structured differently, mm. then stay away from it. Yeah, that's huge. And I, so for me, I, I've got to stay away from some rich hymns unless I can find some remixes of them yep. because the band doesn't know how to do them. Yeah.
1: So as a leader, you've got to read your church. You've got to read it. And you've got to look at the resources that you have and say, well, if this is what I have then this is what we're doing, and as a leader, have it in your heart and saying to God, well, if you want us to grow, if you want us to change, if you want us to do something different, you're going to have to bring the people. So for me, um, the church I'm at, it's four hymns every Sunday it with is. a beautiful uh, chorus of a hymn as a benediction song. It's four and a half every Sunday, and that's just how we roll. That's how you roll. And and, and, and that's it. And, and you got
0: families coming along?
1: We, ha- we, have, we have families coming along. Not many. But we have families coming along and they've enjoyed the community. They've enjoyed the word. They've enjoyed everything about the service, even though they might walk away and say to me, we didn't really dig the hymns, but they keep on coming. Hmm. Because there's more to the community of faith and there's more to church than just singing uh, worship songs on a Sunday, and right. they get that, and they're mature Christians, and they understand they don't have to just worship God on a Sunday. Monday morning, they can sing their own praises to God. Well, you know,
0: you, these days you can just whack in a CD, and away or, or put on your uh, on your playlist hmm. the songs that you really love, and, and go for it. Yeah. Like it, it's the same. If you have great worship, but the the word is not quite there, hmm. you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Um, because they can hook into podcasts of really good preachers. Yeah, yeah you're okay? right. Uh, and or you can have, you know, really a struggling worship and a good word, mm. and you can get away with it. Yeah, uh, and and good community, but you can't be deficit in all of them. No, you know, you got you to work out what you're good at, be really good at it. And then work on the other ones the best as you can and, yeah. and then work from there. Yeah. And if, And if all our churches are focused on going, this is how we honor God in how we do corporate worship together mm. and we're going to do it to the best of our ability instead of trying to find that magic bullet... And trying to go contemporary songs and traditional songs and liturgy and no liturgy and we've got to have the colours up for the liturgical year. Don't
1: even get me started on colours bro. (laughs) Don't even get me started.
0: (laughs) We had orange for Easter Sunday and I still don't know what orange is for but that's okay. I thought it was purple, am I wrong? Well, Easter Sunday's white, I think.
1: Oh gosh, I don't even know, man. (laughs) Leave,
0: leave colors alone. (laughs) (laughs) And look, (laughs) look. If it helps people connect with God, and the majority of people connect with God that way, then don't deny people it. Yeah, you know, continue to do it. Mm. But you know, uh, but it, but how we do it is not important. Not as important as our heart and how we do it. Yeah, that's and, and we've got to come back to that all the time, and 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 what worship wars uncovers for me, and this is what this article uncovered for me, is that you worship the tradition and not the God behind the tradition wow yeah and, and and that is a golden calf that we've got to grind up and put in the water <laughs> yeah and and make the people drink because that kills churches when yeah. it's just about this is the way we do things this is how we like it mm. and the heart is not engaged
1: yeah that's massive and and even just as you were talking um i'm just kind of feeling that there's this there's this mentality within the church and we've, we've talked about it as this silver bullet that if you change who you are more people will come but what we're talking about today in fact is actually kind of opposite is with those that you have worship to your best ability mm. and i could i could almost hear some pastors saying well then how do i reach the people that i need to reach and i think we've kind of touched on it slightly that there, there's more aspects to church that you have to consider but also there, there's a new front door they small groups. Group? Yep. And as a church and as a pastor and a leader, if you are not personally reaching people, new people through your connections and your relationships, then I believe you might be falling short of what God is calling you to do, not as a pastor, but just as a Christian. As a Christian, yeah. You know? So the reality is, if you get. 10 people, even just 10, that are saying, man, we would love to worship differently. Don't change your 50-person service to cater for 10. Start something different. Yeah, start start a small home group. Start yeah. something different and just say, we're going to worship God the way we feel like it because you worship with your crowd the way that your crowd wants to worship. It seems so stupid to have a service of people 50 people, let's say, who all want to sing hymns, and you say, we're going to change everything that you like about worshipping God to reach people that aren't even here yet. It doesn't make sense because the reality is there should be new people on the fringe of your church all the time through how you're ministering to your town and your community. And if you think that changing worship will just magically draw people in because they're staying at home because you're singing hymns, you're fooling yourself.
0: Well, I've tried it. It doesn't work, does it? And it doesn't work.
1: We need to let go of that and realize that don't let the the false idol of these worship wars distract you from the fact that you as a leader need to lead the way for your people to reach people and reach younger people, reach families, bring them into the fold of the church and then ask them, how would you like to worship God and do that for them?
0: If we spend as much time as we do on preparing the Sunday worship experience... Mm in the word and the songs and the practice and all that, on how we welcome people well, and embrace wow. people, mm. we'll be in a totally different spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Now, I have a habit of every time I'm in a con- after a service is to scan a room. Yeah. I've been doing it since before I was a minister. I sit there and I look for the lonely person. Mm. And then I'll make my way to them. Now I try and take someone else with me to them to do that, but you'll be astonished if you do that. How many people are standing alone? Yeah, and yeah. and feel out of whack and and disconnected. And, and and I think if we just focused more on our welcome and our our embracing mm. and saying, do you want to come out for a coffee? Do you want to come yeah. out for lunch or for dinner? everything would change.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's massive. Get the focus off Sunday. Get it into the rest of the week. Get it into community. I think it's going to change the way that you will do church. If this isn't something that you're already doing, get on it. Mm. Get get on it. Get involved with your people. If there is someone that's that's disengaged, take them out for a coffee. Chat with them. Sometimes if you're thinking, man, I wish that person would just step up in their discipleship. Why aren't they listening to my sermons? You can disciple someone over coffee you can disciple someone after the service while you're having a biki there are so many ways in which you can engage with people and when we get too focused on the wars of worship we lose the focus of people and how they must connect with god and if we can keep our focus on that and we can not allow these stupid things to distract us from what we actually have to do we have to get on as a church about making disciples and all these distractions get in the way. All these stupid things like what kind of songs you sing and how you sing them get in the way of the fact that we have to disciple people. And when you do that and you worship with that crowd, you will see people grow and you'll see your church grow.
0: Yeah. And, and you can see, because this is our longest podcast. How long is it? What's the timer? <laughs> We're nearly at half an hour. Sorry, um, not sorry. <laughs> you can see how, how it evokes a lot of passion oh. and, and how it connects with people. But we should wind it up. Uh, or... <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be stuck to our tradition of 20 minutes. We should break free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't live by law, live by grace. That's it.
1: That's it. But we, we, we should wrap up. We should wrap up. But it, it's, it's been a good conversation. As you can tell, This this means something to us because it just seems like we every chance we get the enemy is distracting us from the one thing there's one thing that we're supposed to do and that is reach this world with the gospel that's what your church is supposed to do nothing else so how you do that matters and anything that gets in the way of that needs to be removed okay we want to see people be reached with the gospel have their lives transformed by the gospel and then for them to go out and to do the same thing there's nothing else that matters but that so when you're sitting down with your leadership team when you're sitting down in prayer when you're writing a list of things to do have that in mind and if we keep that at the focus i don't think we can go wrong and if you really want there to be a magical trick that helps god get on board get on board with what god's about read Matthew 28, read it loud and clear, and get on with it. Mm. And that, I believe, as you do that as a church, your worship will sort itself out. Your attendance will sort itself out. Your discipleship program will grow and flourish. Your worship style may mature and change. All these things happen when we get on with what God calls us to. So this week, whatever you're doing, get on board with it. And we're praying big things. We want to see God do amazing things in your church And we're excited for you to let go of worship wars and to focus on Jesus.
0: Sounds like a good plan. Until next time. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church Podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church Podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.